Welcome to Figuring Out How to Be at Home, the lockdown podcast brought to you by Katrina Price and Esther Swift, aka 12th Day. We are touring musicians and composers who currently find ourselves off the road for the longest time in our careers thus far. So, whilst pondering what we could do during lockdown, we decided to create a space for folks to share connections, strategies, inspirations, or just funny tales of socially distanced cocktail parties or impassioned creative disasters. This also gives us an excuse to keep creating together at a social distance. Each episode, we'll hear from musicians from around the world on how they're dealing with all this time at home and what they're learning and creating along the way. Welcome to episode four of Figuring Out How to Be at Home. We'd like to say thank you so much to everyone who tuned into The Lockdown Teacher, which was episode three. Uh, we realised that episode was the longest episode yet, so we'd like to say thank you particularly to everyone who stuck it out right to the end. Since we started making the podcast, we've been trying to work out how long it realistically takes us to make an episode. And as we're editing it all ourselves, we have to factor that in as well. So we've decided to release one every two weeks for you. We wanted to do it this way rather than get a bunch of episodes together and then release them more regularly because we want to give you the podcasts in real time while we're all going through lockdown together. We also just need to give a massive shout out to our friend Felix Churchill Moss, who has designed our lovely logo for the podcast. We absolutely love it. Felix just did this out of the goodness of his own heart, uh, using his own fridge as an inspiration. So thank you so much, Felix, for that. Esther, what have you been up to this week? Main thing I've been doing this week is preparing for a concert that I did with uh, Leon, my boyfriend, last night. Uh, and it was just so joyful to be able to um, feel like I was involved in a meaningful event. We've been writing plenty of music together about our very privileged uh, experience of lockdown uh, and our sort of meditations and what we've been able to explore and sit with um, and so that was really successful we had our friend Kate Young who's an incredible uh, musician based in Edinburgh also sharing the gig with us and uh, Leon's band Sync had a feature at the start with a music video that they made so I think that that concert is still available until this Saturday which will be when the podcast is released so uh, the whole concert is called Through the Stillness, so please check it out if you want to have a listen to what we've been up to. Katrina, how have you been? What have you been doing, my love? Well, I have been, I have, I finished off my little string quartet piece, which was very satisfying. And now I need another deadline because that was just so useful to have a deadline to work towards. I'm just so I work so much better under a deadline and then I love the feeling of satisfaction then when you submit it and you feel like 
properly you've accomplished something and you deserve a day off and you enjoy it all the more so I really enjoyed doing that I've also been very preoccupied with the rise of the Black Lives Matter conversation following the horrific events in the US been reading a lot ordered why I'm no longer talking to white people about race by Rennie Edo-Lodge yes I've been reading that and also listen to her podcast I think it's the least we can do to educate ourselves with with our pals from college I'm really looking forward to the book club that we're going mm. to do on that book because that feels like a more productive way I think to have a conversation with some friends about it rather than just reading it yourself to try and expand each other's minds with how um how we interpreted the book and just to sort of broaden the discussion a little bit rather than just reading about it yourself yeah it's really important isn't it I think at the forefront of a lot of our minds at the moment um and it's just horrific my my gaps of knowledge um and I do feel like a, a new kind of engagement is needed from me personally but also from from a lot of people to fight this thing get rid of racism absolutely also another book i'd recommend that i finished recently is lem sisay um which is called it's right there my name is why yes oh i've been wanting to read that it's it's on my to read list oh he's just one of my favorite poets actually apart from anything he manages to find such depth in so few words uh and in, in such kind of simplistic language sometimes and he carries this like beautiful energy that is so joyful and uplifting considering what he's been through uh he's just an absolutely astounding person um and his book is amazing really worth reading really insightful and eye-opening to um to racism like systemic racism that happens in this country you know another couple of books I just want to flag as well um, are a couple of fiction books I've read recently which are written by black authors with black protagonists as well and that's just a lovely way I think just to broaden your knowledge as well by reading fiction by reading stories um, and the two I've read so far are Queenie by Candice Carty Williams and also Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reid. And all of these, I think we should just, um, before we start trying to give everybody more recommendations, we should just point you towards a really good episode that one of our favourite podcasts, The High Low, did last week. And it's a special about reading material on anti-racism. So we'll link that in the show notes. This episode's theme is Static Inspiration. This time of lockdown has afforded us some time to look inward and get inspired by the everyday things around us. However, the lack of our usual opportunities to meet new people and go new places has limited our usual abundance of ways to stay inspired. 
Perhaps you find this period to be fruitful with new ideas and have gained something in the slowing down. Maybe you've found refreshed inspiration from small things in nature or in everyday activities. Or perhaps you've been challenged in your capacity for being inspired online and have had to adapt the way you find your inspiration. Has this period given you time to reflect on what inspires you? Today we'll hear from three prolifically creative musicians from Scotland, England and the USA who have gone from travelling a whole lot to being in one place for an unusually long period of time. All three of them have created some really interesting ways to feed their creativity and get inspired in this new locked down landscape. Today we'll be hearing from the singer-songwriter Kitty McFarlane violinist Emily Davis and Nashville-based singer Lindsay Liu. How have you been staying inspired during lockdown, Esther? Well, Katrina, like many of us, I've struggled particularly with oversaturation at the start um, on the internet. Um, I felt overwhelmed with the information that I was getting, but also underwhelmed, if that makes sense. So there wasn't that excitement of being in a physical space with someone and so I've had ups and downs with it but I have recently found inspiration in my flat and in my own thoughts um, and it's been quite a reflective time in I'd say the, the last month um, more so than the first month and so that's been a kind of nice thing to sit with um, to find depth in the smaller things and to really think about what aligns with me creatively um, and what doesn't. And also uh, somehow comment on the politics of this situation, which I've also found in some way quite overwhelming. Um, so trying to find a way to, to comment on them in an effective way that means something to me um, and communicates something without alienating um, and without kind of appearing ignorant. Yeah, I feel like this time is because there's so much going on and it's all playing out before our eyes. It's hard to take it all in and try and create something with it in the moment. Mm. It, it's almost like we need some time to process it all and then perhaps things will emerge from it. I mean, there already are things emerging from it, but sometimes it just feels like there's so much to take in. It's just where to begin to try and make that into like a one coherent message in a song or in a piece or whatever work of art it is. I think it's this lockdown has highlighted to me certain aspects of my privilege that I sort of perhaps previously took for granted. So that's been really good for me to... Mm reacquaint myself with my privileges um, and I have made a few poems whilst I've been in lockdown which I've really enjoyed um, and one of which I read out on that concert that I mentioned before which was the first time I've ever read aloud a poem because I find it quite uncomfortable reading poetry. I thought you did it amazingly oh. I thought it was beautiful. Oh, stop it you! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Kat. It was lovely and it, it's um, it's a beautiful poem. And also, did you write the words for the song that you and Leon 
wrote together, the one that he plays at the end. I did, yeah. My inspiration has definitely come from nature. Um, and noticing the beauty that is on our doorsteps in just the everyday movement of wind and like the everyday growth. Like I've got all, I'm sitting in front of all my plants at the front of my house and just seeing them growing and my flowers sort of blooming has actually been such a joy to just witness on a day-to-day basis. So that's been super inspiring for me. Katrina, how about yourself? Well, Esther, inspiration has come in new ways. I have also been learning to appreciate the small things. I've been learned to be inspired by my home, the garden space out the back that I never used before, the birds outside my window. I, I feel like, like you said, just watching plants grow. It's kind of a metaphor for... I'm not sure what it's meant. She's looking <laughs> ever so pensive, listeners. It's definitely a metaphor. <laughs> for something! But it's so nice just to slow down and notice these things because in our normal everyday lives, it's all moving so fast that you barely even notice the one season changing into the next. So that has been a lovely thing. Although I've really, I'm missing people in live art a lot. I really miss just being in a room with people and the energy that that gives you and I really miss our audience <laughs> I just miss being in front playing in front of a room full of people because live online gigs are great but they don't give you that energy mm. they're not as, people they're not as sympathetic are they when you're actually in the room with a with people you get the feedback from them like positive feedback uh, and it's quite a sympathetic experience therefore because everyone's on your side but yeah. when you're on your own it just makes you feel a bit like okay I'm a, I'm my rubbish uh <laughs> zero reaction yeah. Yeah. it's just I it's really made me realize how much I'm fed by humans by other humans and just yeah having that audience in the room and or just being in a at a gig yourself being in the audience and just feeling the energy of these other people. So I have found myself recently as lockdown sort of grinds on, just find getting a little bit angry at <laughs> stuff online because I just I've just reached saturation point a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, think that's certainly a thing, isn't it? Saturation yeah. point. I, I I get angry, Katrina. I just get yeah. I don't get angry, I just I just kind of check out, you know? I reach a point yeah. where I'm like, okay, I, I'm not engaging anymore. I don't have the capacity for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. There's there's only so much. We're very lucky with the online resources. And I think this time would have been so much harder without that. But there is only so much it can actually give you. Um, that being said, I have managed to knock out a piece about a place that I've never been before just by reading and watching YouTube videos about it. So that's been good. But also it has prompted me to ask the question, I wonder if the piece would have turned out any differently had I, I been there in the flesh. 
and I guess that's one of the unexplainable things the sort of unexplainable mysteries of creating art the conscious and the subconscious outside factors that's, that seep in and influence our work mm. yeah absolutely I mean I'm always surprised if I if I do like a slight specific piece of music I'm always surprised because the sort of culture and the identity of a place it can be so subtle can't it and, and so I mean mm. the sort of external culture of a place is so simplified often isn't it and uh, kind of it's obviously got to be so broad but when you actually look in depth at something uh, you find out that it's full of contradictions contradicts itself it's always a place that's always full of contradictions and often somewhere that maybe isn't associated with beauty I always like seeking out beauty in those places and mm. being really kind of often uh, surprised and excited by what you can discover with that yeah it has sort of felt a little bit like like when I was writing that piece it felt a little bit abstract mm. sort of reading and then interpreting things in a way that made sense to me with having just read and watched rather than being in the place and just absorbing its atmosphere yeah like like do you remember when we went to Malawi and we kind of we came home with such a different idea of what that place was like familiarity isn't it it's just mm -hmm. um being enveloped in a place is just always going to be completely different so that's why i encourage everyone listening to be in the moment and experience things and especially live music and live art oh my god i can't wait to do a gig again esther we are actually doing our first live stream tonight and I do realise that when this podcast goes out that will have been in the past but I think that's going to be a really interesting experience because we're doing it on Zoom so we'll be able to see the audience on our screens. It's going to be a really nice experience to see what that feels like. Kind of apprehensive about the technological sides of it, the sound and all that, and that's usually stuff that we don't have to think about. Um, yeah. Usually, the, there's a nice sound engineer taking care of all that stuff. So, well, I tell you what, uh, that yeah. was that was a big learning curve for uh, me doing that gig last night. Um, I learned so much, but it was actually all really useful. I think it'll stand me in good stead for the future, and for and us in good stead. Um, and I think um, it's all useful information to some degree, you know, the world is ever changing. It's very useful and um, I'm glad that you're so knowledgeable now because you can tell me it all and then tonight's sound will be absolutely seamless. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so we are doing our first live stream tonight for our patrons and I realise that this will be in the past once you guys actually hear this, but never fret because there's another gig in the pipeline for August the what did we say Esther? Uh, the 5th I think oh the 7th August the 7th August the 7th people the Friday
first guest is the singer, songwriter and guitarist Kitty McFarlane. Kitty hails from the beautiful landscape of Somerset in the southwest of England and you can hear its influence running through her highly evocative songs. Kitty was nominated in the 2019 BBC Radio 2 Folk Awards and her debut album Namer of Clouds was one of The Guardian's best folk albums of 2018 as well as picking up a host of other accolades. As you'll hear, Kitty is passionate about her engagement with nature and talks eloquently and beautifully about her rather lovely sounding lockdown experience. Following Kitty's chat, you'll hear the title track from her album, Namer of Clouds. Hi, Kat and Esther. Hi, anyone listening. I am down in Somerset and it's quite cold and windy at the moment. I came down from Bristol a couple of months ago to be here in lockdown so I could spend it with my parents in a place where there's lots of nature. And I've been very much enjoying 12th Day's sourdough updates. I've made zero bread myself during lockdown, shamefully. Um, I've also been really enjoying their amazing video that they released recently for Deep Dark Beast, which is a very cool song and very relatable. Um, in general, I've been staying put, slowing down, finding inspiration from the small things. I've been obsessed with watching the comings and goings of wildlife in the garden. I arrived here back in March and I've slowly watched things come to life and transform. Um, I've been really enjoying my parents' company too. It's the longest time I've spent with them for a few years. And my dad has set up a couple of swift nest boxes on the front of the house and in an attempt to lure them in he's broadcasting a continuous stream of extra loud swift sounds or swift calls across the village from a speaker he's set up on the window ledge and if you know what a swift sounds like I personally love the sound but it is generally described as a scream you can probably join me in wondering how none of the neighbours have complained yet um, my mum's dominion is in the garden um, which is like a jungle at this time of year. She's got these huge cardoons and artichoke plants that swallow her up and a wilderness of old raspberry bushes that are kind of gradually taking over everything. Um, she can normally be found in the middle somewhere, pulling up nettles and bindweed. And I've dug up and started a new veg patch of my own, uh, which I found particularly cathartic at the beginning of all this. It's been a learning curve. I've had obstacles. My radishes are pretty unattractive because of the recent attack of the slugs, um, but still delicious and peppery. And um, I had some courgette casualties due to a, an unusually late frost, but seeing all the little green tufts of shallots burst out from the ground has been indescribably helpful um, to me. I've been reading a lot and listening a lot and thinking a lot, um, and like everyone I've been excited this week to see another milestone in space with the success of the SpaceX launch, reminding us that there's something uh, much bigger than us out there. Um, but it sometimes does feel like we are pushing further and further out without stopping to fix and nurture what we already have, especially with the recent tipping point of all the sickening events in America. So on a songwriting level, spent a long time sitting with melodies and scribbling in notebooks 
Um, but honestly, I am finding it quite hard to write at the moment without zooming out and trying to fit everything into one song, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know if you two find that, Cat Nesta. Um, it's been such a time to consider human nature from the reactions across the world to coronavirus and the kind of spotlight that's been shone on a deeply entrenched racial bias. So writing about something small at the moment seems ignorant and writing about something large and big seems arrogant. But I have been writing and I feel lucky that I have a creative outlet alongside my countless other privileges. Um, and I'm working on a few exciting things. One of them is a theatre project with a fantastic theatre director in Norfolk. Um, I did an online set for a festival recently which was a wonderful and weird experience. And it made me realise how much I miss that nervous feeling of putting something you've created out there and seeing what people think. Um, but I do find performing to a camera quite disconcerting and uncomfortable. Um, and I'm in awe of friends and peers who are doing some amazing online shows at the moment and it's always inspiring to see live music even through this strange medium. Um, so that's life in lockdown for me. Uh, mostly worrying that I have overwatered my tomato plants. So thanks so much Kat and Esther for inviting me on your lovely podcast and sending lots of love to you and everyone from Somerset. Fleeting, assigning. 
on Radio 3's My Life in Music series uh, with her beautiful essay and as you can hear her voice is absolutely beautiful to listen to um, both as a singer and in her speaking voice um, and she's so eloquent and uh, has a really beautiful construct um, of, a, of a talk there. It was really uh, kind of comforting listening to Kitty's talk I found. Um, so huge thank you to Kitty. Yes, I can totally relate to the the ignorant feeling ignorant about writing about small topics and arrogant about writing about big topics thing. At the moment, with all that's going on, it feels like you want to write about it and you want to put all that into your art, but also it's very difficult to do that it just feels mm. like too huge to do so um i think the best thing we can do right now is just sort of let it all distill and by being in nature and i think kitty is a great example for how she's using nature she seems to balance the saturation not getting too saturated by the news with um education and being in the moment and being in nature 
which is very inspiring. Yes, definitely. Our second guest is violinist Emily Davis. Emily studied at the Royal Academy of Music in London and now enjoys a varied international career as an orchestral leader, soloist and chamber musician. Currently based in Glasgow, she balances her work as associate leader of the Scottish National Orchestra and leader of the Trondheim Symphony Orchestra in Norway with a busy teaching schedule. Emily has been recently married to our double bassist, our double bassist, (laughs) Andrew Robb, (laughs) who plays with us in our band, which is a four-piece version of Twelfth Day, the duo. And they just live down the road from Katrina, so I've been keeping a close tab on her for me during lockdown. I mean, someone has to. So Emily lives around the corner from me and we've been doing socially distanced cups of tea. Which have been a saving grace when you just need a bit of female company. Oh my God, it's been <laughs> so good. And, and especially this past week, doing actual legal walks. I actually felt like this was our coming out cats. We walked out in public showed our faces to the world (laughs) it was a big moment it was so nice we would love to hear how about your lockdown inspirations your static inspirations in these times i like Um, that word static inspirations it feels like you're talking about the radio waves but also the fact that we can't go anywhere but actually there's so much to have been inspired from online yeah yeah it's such an interesting time isn't it for people like us who rely on social interactions Mm. for a lot of our inspiration a lot of the time even just from playing with people well we feed off the energy from each other and a rehearsal I don't think I ever realized how much I love rehearsing and I don't know if that's quite a, a, a selfish thing in terms of performing to an audience but so much of the enjoyment comes from the rehearsal, the way that you can interact with your colleagues and mm-hmm. and feed off each other's different opinions and thoughts and movements. And then now we can't do that at all. And we've all had to force ourselves to look somewhere completely different. My lockdown experience has been fairly chilled for the most part, though I think I got off to quite a dramatic beginning. Um, I sensed something was coming. I could see colleagues abroad, more in on the continent. Things were changing, cancellations were starting to happen, and I was meant to be working the whole month of April and March, mostly, in Norway. And I decided to plough ahead, got to Norway. As soon as I landed, got the message that everything was cancelled. Of course, you have that sort of heart-dropping moment, but it was it was inevitable, and it was the right thing to do. I had a bit of a dramatic turnaround to get back home, but, you know, I'm in the right place. I'm where I should be. I'm with my lovely husband. I've had so many people saying how up and down they've, they've felt, and it's the only way to describe it. You cannot control anything. You can't control every day. Even if you start the day with the feeling of, this is going to be a good one. I'm going to do my best to be productive and proactive. You, you can't control how it turns out. And mm-hmm. it's just bizarre. You just you can't interact with your colleagues in, in the way you're used to or your friends or your family. Mm-hmm. You're left so much more to your own personal devices. And so you look in new ways for things 
to, to inspire you and, and to motivate you. And if I'm honest, I think what's inspired me the most <laughs> is having time for the first time in goodness knows how long. Um, going through music college, as a lot of us do, even before, since we were children, learning instruments, playing together in groups, there's always a structure, there's always a plan mapped out and you, you go for opportunities and you, you work hard for these things but it's just one thing to the next thing to the next thing and I know certainly I feel like I've been on a treadmill for, for about a decade and not got off and having this time at the beginning I felt guilty yeah. <laughs> this sense of guilt that no one's telling me where to be or what to do mm. and then suddenly it was just an overwhelming sense of pa panic and hyperactivity and then it got to the situation where that calmed down and I realized you can't force inspiration you can't force productivity you have to just accept it mm -hmm. as it comes and it comes organically so as soon as I started taking off the oh I should be doing this with my time feeling I started feeling really inspired by the fact that I could do whatever I wanted to do. <laughs> when you think about the moments when you get a gem of an idea, when are those moments? For me, they're normally when I'm in transit. <laughs> Same. Looking out of a plane window. Looking out of a plane yeah. window. Looking out of a train window. On a drive up to Inverness. Whatever it yeah. might be, it's normally in transit. And I suppose my in-transit moments have been my daily constitutional walk <laughs> my my government prescribed exercise or or actually for the first time i've i've never spent time in the morning waking up having a cup of coffee and just sitting in my living room yeah. <laughs> oh it sounds so bizarre but i never did that before <laughs> it was always a cup of coffee whilst trying to put makeup on and get clothes sorted and get out the door and actually this time has given me little moments of oh that could be nice that could work I never learned that piece but actually that could program really well with that you know it just yeah. your head has space I have lost a sense of drive to do as many zoom quizzes as <laughs> that's tapering out and I'm kind mm. of glad I'm, I'm ready to let go of those yeah see you later quizzes hi, Hello. hi Kate how's it going Oh, it's so beautiful. I have felt seriously inspired by seeing what my colleagues have been capable of, that I think a lot of them didn't know themselves. I've noticed so many things coming out. And it's just been amazing to see people come into their own in, in a sort of totally independent way. You know, people who otherwise have been quite quiet have suddenly gained a voice of, and we've seen their creativity and I think I've always been inspired by people just having confidence to to be themselves with their music or their art or whatever it is just to really take their own mold and, and, and do it and more than I've ever seen before everyone has started to just creep out of their <laughs> shadows and try things on for themselves and that's just been so amazing to see. Um, when I'm practicing, when I'm 
working if I'm feeling a bit stuck. I always do reach out just to, to some people who have a totally individual way of approaching music. And even if it's not the way that I would want to interpret it myself, it's just having a little provocative thought of how to get something flowing. And it's been amazing to kind of call in on that, which I think I've always done but then be so surprised by new things from people in this current time. Uh, people who are just, I guess, reflecting on their own ability and, and pushing themselves. So it's been very curious. I would say that I have still been making specific events for myself to work towards. I, I really enjoyed doing that be because they've been for things which otherwise I wouldn't have done. So, like most people, I'd never done a live stream concert. My goodness, it's terrifying. Yeah. But it's such a good thing to prepare for and learn how to do and deal with the tech side of it. And so, on one side, I've really enjoyed not having a constant stream of deadlines and performances to, to get repertoire together for. And instead, I've created a smaller amount of that on my own, but really chosen to approach repertoire and pieces which I never had the time for before. I, since I was studying, I, I just, I was on a mission to kind of get out there and play. I think a lot of us were, it, it's just a feeling you get in music college, it's just busy. Mm. Um, and so I was on a mission to, to do it and I think I, I skipped some steps which I've now gone back over and really enjoyed. Thank you so much, Emily. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's been great. It feels like just one of our usual chats on the on the doorstep here, with but microphone. with the microphone in between us and the dog <laughs> and the dog. He can stay. <laughs> he can definitely <laughs> stay. But thanks for having me. Pleasure.
Thank you so much, Emily. That was the second ever performance of a brand new piece for solo violin called In the Golden Sky, The Swallow Turns by Peter Longworth. And Emily recorded that especially for the podcast, which is such a privilege for us to have that. Thank you so much, Emily, for doing that. That's the first recording, special music recording we've had for the podcast. Yes. And Peter Longworth is an absolutely wonderful composer. He was a fellow Nios person. Um, and he's actually written a horn and harp piece that I've played with my horn duo as well. Um, you should check out his music. Um, he's a really special composer, I think. It's been so lovely to have Emily around the corner during lockdown. She's such a wonderful musician and human and has been providing me with much inspiration while static so thank you so much Emily and Andrew obviously obviously Andrew as well been hanging out with him too <laughs> he's still <laughs> my sometimes friend sometimes you just well. need gurly gurly time oh my god well well done Andrew for bagging such a babe our final guest is American singer Lindsay Lou originally from Michigan but now based in Nashville Lindsay Lou has been making soulful poignant music for the last decade. She tours the world with her band all year round and has released four albums to date, which we highly recommend you check out both live and on the line. <laughs> I first met Lou and her band up at the Shetland Folk Festival and both Esther and I have had the privilege to bump into her at several festivals since. Every time we hear her, we are blown away by her outstanding vocal skills, songwriting and effortless delivery. She combines the roots of her youth with innovative and masterful originality. Hey Kat and Esther, Lindsay Lou here coming to you from East Nashville, Tennessee, down in the Southland of the United States. It's a beautiful day today. The sky is blue. It's, we've got the the sweltering heat of the southern summer. Almost every afternoon, a rainstorm passes through and drops a whole bunch of rain on us and goes away. And the sun comes out again, and after dusk, the fireflies come out, and you look out over the lawn in the garden, and the fireflies are twinkling with their blinking green lights. It seems like the last couple days, they've really come out in full force. So I've been happy and grateful to be home. But I'll tell you what, it did not start out so easily. Days before the lockdown, a tornado came through our town, you know, and tore things up. And then a city that's occupied 40% by people in the music industry uh, who are fueled by events and gatherings of people were, were put on lockdown. So our the foundation of how we make our livelihoods really shifted. The first month or two were challenging for me. It was it was a time of uh, struggle with mental health. It was a struggle to get out of bed in the morning. And I just felt overwhelmed and disoriented. I'd spend the last eight years of my life touring. You know, I'm on the road two to six weeks at a time and usually home for just a few days at a time, never more than a week or two. 
And so to be handed this static home time was, it was overwhelming. And I found uh, once the, the warbler, the Sweetwater Warbler work kicked in of releasing our record, that really helped pull me out of um, the sort of darkness that I had fallen into. I'm a really goal-oriented inspired person I'm inspired by goals that are set you know and when the work was taken away and we were handed the task of uh, creating a whole new foundation of work I felt you know varying degrees of motivation and hopelessness <laughs> but the the this new record that we put out with this trio of women that I sing with called the Sweetwater Warblers has been like a healing balm to me. And, and it's the record is called the dream that holds this child. And so we've been doing these warbler Wednesdays today. We released a, um, a song called wishing well, that's on the record and, uh, working with them is, is definitely, uh, has been a, a huge thing for me the music that we make is is really important to me. So that's been something that's been good. I've been able to, you know, the last month I've adapted and settled in a little bit to the great pause and the new normal. And I've gone on some river floats, I've done some kayaking, let the birds sing to me. That always helps. I've started this cleanse. I'm 20 days into a 30-day cleanse where I just eat veg fruit and vegetables more or less I've, there's some amino acids that I take and some probiotics but it's uh the idea is just to cleanse my body and and reclaim my health and it's been so much easier being home to be in a little bit more of a, a routine where I get some exercise every day I've been doing a little bit of yoga and some just you know body weight training that's been feeling good. I've been feeling healthier and, uh, really the fans, my online community has been such a saving grace for me. I've been doing these live streams. I started before the pandemic and kicked back into it, did like seven straight days at the beginning of the quarantine. And then, uh, I got a little bit overwhelmed, had to take some time off, but I've gotten back into it and have found a, a better pace. And, I can't tell you how much it means to me when I ask for requests and I just see all all of my songs come in that people want to hear and that people gather and comment and talk to each other and it's it's a it's amazing how when we can't be together in person these online spaces have been so fulfilling and inspiring for me it it's I get like a jolt of energy every time so I'm so grateful for that and grateful to have a home and a family and uh, this work that we have. But I think that the most important thing that this great pause, that this slowdown has allowed for us as a community is to wake up to the social injustice and the systemic racism that has plagued us for so long, um, especially here in the United States. It's such a horrifying part of our history and it's just been repackaged and rebranded over the years and uh so the protesting and the 
community leaders and the city council members and all of the people who are doing work right now, that's that's the most inspiring thing to me is the, the people who are doing work to demilitarize the police and to get funding put back where it's needed and where it's going to do the most good into the hands of the social workers and the educators and the schools um, to heal our communities. I think that's the most important thing right now. And I'm just feel grateful to be alive while it's happening. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say that this has been necessarily a time a gr- of great, fruitful new ideas. I've got a few songs cooking, but um, it's been hard to finish things. Um, yeah, the uncertainty is really a, a tough one to, to get past. So thanks for doing this. I'm glad you all are staying busy and, and creating new ways to connect and keep with the work. And I hope to see you again before too long. It comes and goes and grows again. Do you know the chorus inside out and outside in? Sung by those before us. It comes and goes and grows again. Do you know the chorus inside out and outside in? Sung by those before us.
That was a track by Lindsay Lou's trio, The Sweet Water Warblers, called Do You Know The Chorus? Do go and check out their brand new album, The Dream That Holds This Child, which we'll link down below. I really identify with Lindsay's talk about goals. Um, I think it has been a challenge to just put everything on hold, hasn't it? And uh, yeah, the whole getting out of bed and having motivation to kind of do anything has been a big challenge I think for a lot of people um, during this time but particularly those of us who have literally had to change our careers and change our future and uh, our, our kind of game plan and um, so yeah really insightful um, and thoughtful and um, talk there from from dear Lindsay over in the States Definitely. I love what she said about this pause offering us a chance to notice and think about social injustices more. Mm. I think obviously the circumstances that have led to the rise in conversation about Black Lives Matter have been absolutely horrific. But I also think that because they happened during this time, it's afforded people more of an opportunity to actually take action and think mm. about it and, and, you know because there's just yeah. less going on at the moment so there's more yeah. time to think about it things like racial injustice are unrelated and they're systemic and they're so deeply rooted in our history and and so yeah i'm just really inspired by um all the the movements in the states that have been happening to tackle this problem i would just like to quickly read a quote from lindsay's Biog, her grandmother, a woman who was once put in jail during the civil rights movement for teaching a lesson on the F word as a high school literature teacher, is one of Lindsay's greatest influences to this day. <laughs> that was great. I love that. What a legend. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great that a woman was teaching the F word. We like to swear and we like rude jokes. We actually get annoyed too, just like men do. We're, we're taught to be meek um, and somehow, you know, nurturing at all times, but actually... I know, and sometimes men are shocked or like want to apologize for their bad language in front of our poor lady ears. <laughs> I think sometimes... We may have experienced this recently. <laughs> I think sometimes um, men actually, not consciously, not all men, of course, but sometimes they sort of put you in your place by doing this as well. It's it's an unconscious way for you to remember that you're slightly more delicate, slightly more fragile, have slightly less strength, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And this is just, you know, to clarify, this is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> Dear friends, for tuning in to Figuring Out How to Be at Home, episode four. We'll link everything we've talked about in the show notes below. Please do go and support our guests, and for that matter, all of your favourite artists, in whichever way you can during this time, where who knows when we'll find a gig again. 
If you're new to the podcast, please do go and check out our other three episodes so far. There are some beautiful chats from a host of musical wizards there, which we are sure you'll love. We've also made a Spotify playlist featuring all of our past guests' music. Head over to our Spotify page to find it. If you enjoyed this episode, please do tell your pals about it by sharing it on your social media and leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice. If you'd like to support the podcast and us as artists in general, check out our Patreon page. For the price of a return ticket on the Glasgow subway, you'll not only be helping us continue to deliver more podcasts and music, but you'll be providing us with a source of income while it's not possible for us to earn money in the way we usually do. Head over to patreon.com forward slash 12th day to find out more. And if you'd like to get in touch with any comments or feedback, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us on info at 12thdaymusic.com. Find us on Instagram under at 12thdaymusic or Twitter and Facebook under at 12thday. We're going to play you out with the end of our new single, Deep Dark Beast. Check out the whole track on Spotify and find us monkeying around on its accompanying video on YouTube. See you next time and thanks so much, pal. Never really quite worked out